If you've ever scratched your head wondering where things went wrong with a prospect, you are not alone. I'm Merit Khan, and I've got tips to help you set up your perfect plan to control the sales process in this episode of The Smarter Sales Show. You are listening to The Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. Welcome to the Starter Sales Show, the weekly tech tips and technique tune-up for sales professionals who want to sell more and stress less with a special focus on virtual selling. I'm Julie Holmes, and every week I share some cool sales tech that will help you to sell smarter. I am, of course, joined by my gorgeous co-host, Merit Khan, who will give you specific sound bites and sales techniques so that you can stress less and get into action. We are continuing our series of four episodes on setting great expectations in a virtual world. Now, if you're new to the show, we pack, a, we pack a ton of bonus content into our free resources page. So if you just click on the link that you'll see in the show notes, um, or if you're watching us on live on uh, the Sales Experts channel, you can also find those in the attachment section. And the good news is, is all that content is available for you. And we group all of our content together into our four pack of episodes. So make sure you check out all those awesome, fabulous free resources. Without further ado, are you ready to get smarter in sales? Let's go. <laughs> well, I want to ask you a couple of questions, Julie, to kick all right, us I'm ready. All right. Have you ever wondered if it was the right time to call a prospect that you were following up with? Every time. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, have you ever got going with a sales presentation? You thought it was going to be an hour and you'd have like lots of time to talk about all the different aspects of it. And then about like 20 minutes into it, they go, oh, sorry, we have to wrap this up. We have another thing come up. Yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. What? Yesterday. You should have called me. <laughs> Why is that happening to you? Um, what about meetings? Okay. What about meetings? that don't have any point to them. They seem to go nowhere. I know for a fact you've been in on those meetings. I've been on those meetings with you. Yeah, just like a couple of hours ago. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> exactly. Um, and how about prospects that tell you, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I just need to think it over. Oh yeah. Or I just need to take it away and we need to discuss it, you know, and, and like, oh yeah, yeah. The old cold shouldering effect. I know all about it. Exactly. It's crazy. So, you know, obviously those are pretty universal frustrations. If you're in sales, if you've been in sales for more than 10, 11 right. minutes, <laughs> then you've probably dealt with those things. Uh, and there's really no reason for it. All of that can be fixed with what we're going to talk about in this episode. Um, I'm really excited because this is literally, well, I don't know. I like a lot of, I like, a, I get giddy about a lot of sales techniques. This is one of my top two favorites. So in episode 17, we talked about expectations, but we talked about it from the perspective of what you expect for yourself, right? We talked about goals and how mm -hmm. your beliefs lead to your actions. And it was really very introspective, right? What do we, you know, what we expect, we create all of that. Um, sure, sure. In this episode, I really want to talk about 
what other, what you expect of others, what they expect of you. How can we know that? How do we get, keep, stay in control of the sales process? Because if we don't have a plan to be in control of the sales process, Never. 100% we de default into their plan. And their plan is not necessarily for us to go to the bank. So I think it's really mm -hmm. important that every sales interaction starts mm -hmm. with a plan. I think that's completely logical and it makes sense. I wonder if there's a, a risk as well that if you don't have a plan or if you're not clear in your process with the prospect, that they are going to see that as disorganization. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Not, a, I mean, it, think about it because the prospect has their defense wall sky high, right? And the first thing that we need to do is just bring that defense wall down just low enough so that we can talk over the wall and have a real conversation about their real issues. If, if they're, you know, defenses are high, you're not going to be able to find out what really frustrates them and what their concerns really are. They're going to be very guarded in all of that. And, and the thing is that when we don't meet the expectations of other people, then they're upset. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's true for you, right? When somebody doesn't meet your expectations, you're kind of upset. Yeah. Um, and so the question is, are you upset because you had unrealistic expectations? Are you upset because they didn't set an expectation about how this was going to play out? And so you really, you made something up and you thought it was going to go this way, but then it did, right? So all of that is so easily remedied by just being really clear in your communication about your expectations. And it's a dialogue. It's not you know, like, let me tell you all my expectations that you are going to meet for me. But it's 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 a dialogue or sorry, it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. So it's, you know, let's let's talk about what you expect. And here's what I expect. And maybe you don't use the word expect. But, you know, here's here's what I thought we would talk about and what's on your agenda. Yeah. And it's really getting clear about next steps and and how this is all going to play out so that nobody's upset because, you know, when people are upset, it's, it, they don't buy. Like, yeah. can't sell to an yeah. upset customer. Well, and also it impacts trust, right? So that, you know, like, I can't trust you if I don't know what's happening. I also think that in the absence, you know, like if we don't provide a plan, you know, I, I see this and I'm seeing it more and more, particularly with people that are coming into the workforce newer. Mm. Um, and, and I, you know, we could go into this whole generational thing, but one of the things that I'm noticing is that they're quite happy to just, you know, like, all right, well, what's your plan? Well, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't... In the absence of a plan, of course, it's just a wayward journey, right? We're just taking <laughs> a stroll through the purchasing process, right? right? I was working today on a, on a business case template and, uh, you know, this business case template, there was, you know, like it has to have a plan. Like in there, what is the plan for your business case? And it's just one of those crazy things where the surprising number of people who are like, I don't know, we'll just, I don't know, we'll just kick it around. We'll just see what happens. And that seems like an incredibly disorganized, and I get it, like I'm a bit more nerdy about this sort of thing than many, but I love, like you are talking my lingo. Like you are like, this is like, woo, yay, make a plan. Yeah. So tell me, tell me Meredith. 
Tell me the plan. Oh, I will tell you the plan. So first of all, plan is is a wonderful acronym. And it's, <laughs> yes, I know. So it stands for uh, purpose, logistics, agenda, and next steps. Okay. But what I love about the plan is that it's a great formula for any interaction, really. You can do this at the beginning of a new sales call, at the beginning of a new client engagement, when you hire somebody and you're setting the expectations for their onboarding. I mean, there's just so many applications for this. You could do this on a first date, um, which I have been known to do. <laughs> um, you can do the with- next steps part of that. Oh, yeah. So what do you think our next steps might be? Oh, I've got some very interesting answers to that one. Um, <laughs> But it's what what's great is, you know, you know me, I, I rarely, in fact, I don't really enjoy, I don't think it's, it's valuable to teach in scripts. Um, a sales script just sounds scripty. It sounds like, you know, you're, it's forced. And so I'm a big believer in a formula so that you know you've got some structure to all the elements of the conversation that you need to put in so that you are in control, but you're really flowing with it. So all you have to do is remember the formula and then you can just speak to that. So you're like the best science teacher I ever had. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so uh, th- so now the first thing is I will, I'll just like spoiler alert in that free resources that you mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I have put a template into that resources, uh, uh, link that page. And that will give you not just the formula PLAN, but it also gives you some examples of language you might use in that formula on a new sales call. So yeah, it's super easy. It's a one page template and it really helps you stay organized. And when you're just learning a formula, it's great to have an example right at your fingertips. So let me kind of go through three places that I would absolutely 100% positively use a plan. And then um, I'll ask you for some ideas about where else you might see something like this working for you. All right. So ready? Okay. So the first place, which is fairly obvious, would be at the beginning of a sales call, right? At the beginning of a sales call, you want to set expectations so you would use a plan. So in that context, it might sound like this. Um, Julie, it's great to finally sit down with you. Um, As we talked about on the phone when we set up this meeting, the purpose of this conversation is to see, you know, if some of the challenges that you're facing in your growing sales are some of the things that we work with. And you know, may or may not make sense for us to work together, but we're just going to talk about that. That sound about right for you? Yeah, that sounds great. Great. Um, And I know we blacked out about an hour for our conversation. Is that still work in terms of your timeline? It it, actually, I, I have 51 minutes, 51 minutes. Got it. All right. Thank you for that. So, um, I, I really like to start with just understanding what's going on in your world. So I've got some questions to ask you, and then you can ask me as many questions as you want about how we work or, you know, if it makes sense, if we're feeling like we're a good match, we can talk about budgets and your decision-making process and all that good stuff. Um, does that sound like that's a good agenda? Yep. Yep. That sounds like all the things we should cover. Perfect. So what I'll do is I'll just, I'll just kind of glance at my watch, not because you're boring me, but just because I want to make sure I'm 
being respectful of our time. And if we kind of get to that five minutes before we're ending our call, I'll just say, hey, you know, we should probably figure out what our next steps would be. Sound good? Good plan. Great. You start. Tell me what's going on in your sales, right? So that's an example of how I might have a real conversational you know, setup of the expectations for a first sales call. Now, if I wrote that in a script and you tried to memorize that, you would sound ridiculous. Um, I've, I never say the same thing twice. I use the same formula over and over and over again, but it may come out differently. Um, you know, this one, that example may have been a little wordy. You could do it very quickly, you know, great. Uh, we agreed that we were going to talk about whether or not we should be working together. Uh, or let's, let's say, let me give you a, a, a more concise example at the start of a new client project. So this would be a second place where a good plan can really set the context and the expectations for how you're going to work with that new client. So it might be, um, Julie, I'm so excited to kick off this project together. The purpose of this meeting is to really look at how we're going to roll out this project. So um, before we get started, do we still have an hour today? Yes. Great. Great. Um, I want to make sure that we're covering all the questions that you have on your agenda. Uh, and then I've got a couple of logistics questions that we need to work through and just process things. And then let's look at how we're going to roll out the project and set some dates up on the calendar. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. So that's an example of how I might start a new client project using the same formula with a plan. So you can see it kind of, it, it morphs. It, it works in a lot of different ways. It's just the same formula, purpose, logistics, agenda, next steps. And once you've got that structure, you're good to go. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I think that purpose is probably, I mean, clearly it's one of the most important components, right? Or the most important component. I can't think, I, well, I can think of thousands of meetings that I have been in for one reason or another, where you get kind of to the end and you're like, I don't even know why we were here. More importantly, I don't know why I was here, <laughs> right? So, you know, that might even be something to incorporate into it, right? Right. The purpose of this meeting is to make sure that your requirements and your requirements line up with everything we're going to deliver, you know, so that's our purpose, our unified purpose and making sure that everybody knows what their role is in the conversation would probably be really good. Yeah. And then logistics is really like time, place, like that's really what you're talking about around logistics and, you know. That might also be, you know, we talked before um, in the last four pack about, you know, or even in the last episode about like what to do in case of an emergency on a virtual call. That, that might be the place in logistics where we say, and listen, I've got my mobile number in the chat up there. If anything should happen, if you get disconnected for any reason, um, you know, crack a joke here about, you know, the, the unpronounced or, you know, unforecast power, power line work that's been happening in your neighborhood. You know, whatever it is, that right? Actually happened to me. <laughs> right? Okay, so that's the logistics piece is all about like the time and the connection and everything. Agenda is all the, you know, this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. This is how we're going to do it. And then the next steps is, you know, the great thing about the next steps part, and this is, I'll be honest, this is usually where I fall uh, because I do know your plan and I love your plan and I have it written on a sheet next to my computer so that I don't forget your plan. Um, and I do sometimes forget it. And I always regret it when I do, 
because I'll be like, ah, damn it. I didn't, I didn't cover this thing on the list. Like one of the things that you did in your example earlier, and I want to call this out because I don't know that everybody would have recognized it, but you actually say in the very beginning, we're going to talk money. Yes. And you, and by doing that, it's it's one of my favorite things that you do. And I've listened to you do this on on sales calls, like live sales calls. And I'm always like, ah, she's so good at this. (laughs) <laughs> because it, it gives you this license, right? It gives you this freedom to, to not be all like, okay, let's talk numbers, you know, cause that's too abrupt. Like, I think money is one of those issues, you know, one of those topics that you have to kind of warm up a little bit and then dive in. Like, you can't just be like, let's talk cash. Exactly. And you know, the money conversation is interesting because for some people it's not an issue at all. They can talk money all day long and other people that's really where they get stuck either. You know, they're just not sure of the right words or they've got hangups about money or what they think is a lot of money or whatever it is, you know, whatever the belief systems are that are holding people back. But I think that the thing that you're picking up on in the plan is that makes it so important and sets you up for success later in the sales call or the sales process is you put into your plan anything that you know personally is your hangup. So yeah. the the way I used to describe mm-hmm. it, I guess the way I still describe it is it's easier to uh, diffuse a bomb than clean up the debris afterwards. Yeah. So anything that feels like a sticky point for you is something that if you bring it up up front, then all you have to do when you get to that part in the sales call is, you know, it sounds to me like we're at that part where it would make some sense for us to talk about money. What do you think? And then you're right there. You know, it's just, it couldn't be easier. But if you're, you know, if you're in your head and you're agonizing about like, oh God, you know, the money part's coming up, you'll get through that entire hour and you'll never touch money. Yeah. And now you've just created another problem for yourself later on in the next sales process, in the next sales call. So, you know, things like uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, just, you know, have you ever been frustrated that you just didn't know when was the right time to follow up with a prospect? Well, the simple solution to that is you ask, you ask up front, or that's part of your next steps, which is, okay, so when should we talk again? You know, yeah. or would they tell you, I got to think it over or, yeah, I mean, I'm not so there's we could do a whole episode on the got to think it over uh, <laughs> objection, but, you know, just anything that's going to create a question for you is your trigger of this is this is where I want to put a plan in place. This is when I want to really be clear about my communication so that everybody in this relationship knows what's happening next. It just makes life easier. Yeah, I think I, you're right. And I, you're, you're absolutely correct in that I can think of in sales, I can think of where my hangups are. Right. And they're, they're always, you know, like I could like my, my strategy for sales has always been make everything so irresistible and so incredibly obviously valuable that they ask me to sign because I I don't like to ask them to sign (laughs) because that's my weakness, but you're right. that it makes sense for me to have another strategy to that, you know, which is, you know, like, you know, we're going to agree next steps and figure out how we actually make this happen. Does that, you know, do you agree with that? And I love the part where you ask for their commitment to that and their, you know, this is what you can expect from me. Can I expect the same back from you? Yes. Yes. And that I, I want to be clear, like I wouldn't use that word expect really with a prospect. 
uh, that's sort of just in my mind, but that is the tone that I'm setting. Like, yeah. Right. But, you know, because you think about it when expectations are unmet, people are upset when people are upset, they don't buy. So if you don't set expectations up front, really the only person you can be upset with is yourself. You know, you, you know, better, you know, that when you, and, and I love that you use the word permission, you know, I'm always saying permission changes everything. So you could think of that first P like not just the purpose, but also permission to have this whole conversation in the first place. So just keep reminding yourself that permission changes everything. So that's why I say it's a, it's a dialogue and I'll, you'll hear me say if, you know, a thousand times a day. Does that make sense? How does that feel to you? Does that sound like the right thing? It's not because I, I don't, you know, know if it makes sense. It's just, I want to get their agreement. And that's just a one way that I do that. So, you know, those are some different ways that you could use a plan. You mentioned something else I thought was a good place for a plan, which is when you are setting up a meeting, let's say, I know I, I've just did this last week. Um, I was, I set up a meeting, but I set up the meeting for like three weeks out. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know about you, but I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. And that was about three hours ago. (laughs) So the likelihood that I'm going to see this meeting, that's going to pop up on my calendar three weeks from now. And remember what the heck we were supposed to talk about is pretty low. Yeah. So I use my plan when I'm setting up the meeting, when I send the meeting invite, I say the purpose of this meeting is to blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and sometimes I'll even just type out P-L-A-N, like a, yeah. the formula, like why not? It looks very organized and it says, you know, the plan. Here's our plan. And I'll put the formula in the purpose of the meeting, logistics. It's a one hour meeting. We'll plan to be on camera. We'll, this is a Zoom meeting really helps to, you know, look at you and we're talking, whatever you're going to say, like just, this is an on-camera meeting. Um, agenda. These are my specific questions. I want to ask you, you know, like, what are your questions? And then, you know, we'll, we'll leave some time at the end to discuss what the next steps are that make the most sense. And it's just like, so it's right there in the meeting invite and then they get it. And what do you think happens to their defense wall? It goes straight down because they're yeah, like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what to expect. I know I have to do my hair. <laughs> like It's like, oh, okay, I, I got it. Like, this is what we're going to talk about. I'm ready. And even if they suffer from the same, you know, lack of memory that I do, then yeah. when they look at that meeting, it's like, oh yeah, I remember talking with Merit, da, da, da. It also in that meeting invite, I would put any links or anything that they are going to want to review or anything that they've asked me to review, like make it a meaty invite, not just the typical, you know, zoom or go to meeting login information. You can really use that to your advantage to set the expectations. So you're setting yourself up for success. That's a great idea. I mean, you know, I, I have to admit, I haven't really thought about using it in a meeting invite, but that makes so much sense. And I can think of all kinds of things that's on my calendar right now that when we get there and I'm like, I, I don't, I, what, am I, what is this about? who is this person there's far too many who is this person's on my calendar to be fair um yeah I think that's a great strategy to do that in your meeting invite and I yeah that's a huge shout out there that's a great one 
Now, I want to talk a little bit about uh, time because I don't know about you. I mean, I do know about you and I know you are one of the hardest working people I have ever met. Your, your days start super early. And I mean, like you're always working on something juicy and fun and interesting. Um, but that also, it means that you have to be very protective of your time and yeah. set the expectation around time. It's a, it's a boundaries thing. So uh, I want to speak directly to anybody listening. I want to speak directly to that person. You know who you are, that you are constantly feeling like you don't have enough time for things or the things mm. that are important get dropped to the bottom of the list because you're chasing all these other things or you're stuck in follow up land. Like, OK, if you're just listening, you're not you're, you're missing the visual of Julie raising her hand on behalf of everyone who suffers from that. Pick me, pick me. I really want to walk you through um, how a sales team can work together and use this plan to set boundaries for each other uh, and protect each other's time. So a real life example, I'm working with a client. I am working with their entire sales force that consists of inside sales, there's some customer service folks, there's some application engineers who are sales engineers. They're they're there to make sure that the client is getting the right specifications for the project so they know the appropriate things to put together for the client. Um, And then there's like the regional sales team. They, They know that they're in sales, they're working their territory, all of that. So there's there's this flow of business that happens in this organization. And if that doesn't describe your organization, there's something similar. So you can just map this example on. But so for example, in that context, the application engineers, these are guys and gals who have engineering degrees. Okay. This is, this is not a $20 an hour person answering, you know, client questions. This is, this is a very expensive resource. And so some customer inquiries are, are worth that time to spend on the phone with an application engineer, and some really don't qualify. So using plan, I have to I have to I had to train starting with the receptionist to be able to quickly qualify or disqualify an opportunity to see how that call gets routed in the sales department. Okay. Then I had to train. So the application engineers now think, put yourself in this, in this mindset, you're an engineer. Uh, Do you think that's a detail oriented person or kind of like a go with the flow, make it up as you go along type person? Listen, Mary, you're not going to be surprised when I tell you that in every personality profile, I come up as an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So since I do not, (laughs) we make a very good team. (laughs) Uh, Now, if you get time on the phone with an application engineer, they are hardwired to get all the detail, spend a ton of time. It's super hard for them to set boundaries, but they, you know, talking to them is not something that everybody qualifies to do. So I had to train the inside salespeople and the customer service people before you send a call over to the application engineer, the, you have to check these boxes. You have to make yeah. sure now if if it 
if it qualifies at this level, let's say I'm just picking numbers, let's say it's less than a $5,000 opportunity, they might qualify for 10 or 15 minutes of an application engineer's time. But if it's an opportunity that's above $25,000, as an example, then you can set an appointment for an application engineer for about a half an hour, 45 minutes or whatever. And so when that person says, you know, based on what you're sharing with me, it sounds like it would make some sense for me to set up an opportunity for you to talk with one of our application engineers for a, a 30 minute free consultation. Yep. Yep. Right. So now the application engineers who wouldn't necessarily be hardwired to put their own boundaries on time. Now they have a box where they can say, great, I see that um, our, our customer service team scheduled us for a 30 minute conversation. Here's, you know, let's start with this, right? So I can teach them to use a plan, but yeah. they're being set up properly from the beginning. So my coaching to you, if you're part of a sales team or you have an assistant or anything like that, is you want to make sure that you're using this formula as a team to protect and set boundaries so that you're not wasting your time. That's a great idea. Yeah. And especially, you know, you're, you're right. You know, when people, you know, you get on the call and, and, you know, they want to be helpful, you know, like that's, you know, it's in their nature. You know, especially when, the, and here's the thing we set, I, I have to, you know, we actually had this conversation um, at, a, at, a, at a client site not long ago. We set up our, you know, pre-sales folks and our, our engineers, we set them up for failure because, you know, we bring all of these leads to them and we'll be like, here, you need to figure out how to solve, you know, you need to close this. It's yeah. on you. If you don't do a good enough job, we will lose this deal. And that's a terrible position to put a techie person in, somebody who is very engineer oriented. That's a really hard place to put them because they don't really understand how to route that conversation or how to massage that conversation so that it does get to the end result. Yeah. And as a salesperson, we can solve so much of that. Yes, by using the plan, but more importantly with the plan is with the next steps. Yes. So I can see, and, and I've done this before, not using this strategy, but just, you know, innately to say, yeah, I'm happy to schedule that call with you. What are the questions that you want to have answered? And assuming those answers come back and are the things that you're hoping that they will be, what are we going to do with that? Yep. What happens then? Yeah. I, I mean, setting, being set up for success, there's no substitute for that. Um, you know, and it think about all the time that it saves all the different people that touch the sales process when everybody's clear about what their role is, how much time, what the expectations, how to qualify, all of that is just really clear. Um, you know, there's just another have you used it? Uh, I've seen it, I've used it, and I've seen it used really well when I've been a participant even in um, a webinar or a presentation. Okay. So whether you're doing a live presentation or a virtual presentation, or I should say in-person or virtual, <coughs> uh, when you, you know, the, especially if you go to any free webinars or anything like that, you know that they're not, you know, I'm not making any money by doing all these free things. So there has to be some offer at the end rather than try to pretend we're not here to sell you anything. Why not just say it up front and just yeah, yeah. be really clear? Like, um, as we go through this presentation today, there's one of two things that's going to happen at the end. One is you're like, great, this was 
just exactly the information I needed, really appreciate it. I'm good. I'll take it from here. In which case, perfect. We wish you well. Let us know if we can provide any other resources. The other thing that you may find yourself wanting more, you you recognize that this was kind of the surface level. There's a lot more information. There's there's work that we do to specifically shortcut things for you. And if you're in that position, I want to let you know now how I'll let how what the what that offer will be at the end. Does that sound yeah. fair? You know, and you ask that question, everybody's like, oh, okay, sure. And you say, like, you know, okay, so just just know that this offer is, you know, you'll I'll let you know how to let me know that we should talk further at the end. Now, when I used to do uh, in-person workshops uh, and different things like that back in the day, when people would like like hand in a business mm-hmm. card, they would write literally like, "Yes, I want to talk to you," or "No, I don't." Um, on the back of a business card, and just hand it in. I'd do a little drawing or something. It was like very low tech, but it worked. And nowadays, yeah. you can do the same thing with type it into chat if you would appreciate a conversation, or you know, here's a link to get this thing, or put in your email information. There's just lots of ways, but let people know up front there's more. And if, if that makes sense for you, then let's schedule something. Um, I just feel like, you know, we, especially with all the free stuff that people do there, it's not even realistic. Like you're setting an expectation that you just give everything away for free and that's not going to pay the bills. So let's stop pretending that, you know, we're just here as a free resource and ask for what you need. Yeah. So that's, that's my spiel on plan. (laughs) I like it. I I think that's really, I mean, so, you know what, I could have you tell me this every single week, Mary, because it is one of those things that I have to remind myself every single week, right? That's my refresh right? That I have to get on top of this. And for me, of course, the most important piece of that fundamentally, of course, is having the right purpose. But I think it's absolutely that next steps, like agreeing that there is, that there's an agenda that's going to happen. And we're going to talk about these tricky topics for me and maybe for the client, you know, we're going to talk about these tricky topics then, and this is when it's going to happen. And because I've told you it's going to happen now, I get to rightly say, we're at this point where that's going to happen. Yep. I love it. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. What would you, if you were going to tell the people who are listening, because all people listening, <laughs> if you were going to tell the people who are listening, because they're so smart, you were going to tell them, this is what you should do based on the information I've shared today. What would be the, the, the action that you would call for them? I would say definitely uh, go to that link in and download the free resources, you know, go to that page because that template that I gave you is, that's exactly what I teach in my sales course. I mean, that's exactly what I have worked on with clients for more than 20 years and it works. So grab that template, customize it for yourself, practice. I would say, use it immediately. Like what's the next sales conversation you're going to have? do a, create a plan, get that, get the yeah. words out of your mouth and do the, do the plan. Yeah. And let's, let's even add to that, like print it out and stick it next to your desk. And then yeah. once you've done that, look at it. Yes. 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 Do that. And, you know, don't like put a bunch of stuff in front of it, you know, 
I don't know who would do that. But if anybody <laughs> like did that, then, you know, I would just say, make sure that you can see it all the time. Yeah, that would be- um, I, I think that's great. And, you know, go and download those resources. And while you're doing actions, while you're taking action, I would say that you should probably uh, go and uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that might be. So find us on on iTunes or Spotify and go and subscribe. And, you know, while you're there, go ahead and leave a review and, you know, share this episode with somebody, you know, if you, if you know somebody who's fairly new into sales or somebody who is feeling a bit kind of like run down on sales, this is a great episode to share with them. If they're looking for a quick and easy way, and you know, somebody who would benefit from a quick and easy way to immediately improve their sales process, this is it. So grab this episode and share it with somebody who you think would benefit from it and leave us a great review. We would love that. Um, In the meantime, uh, we know that we've gotten a lot of questions from you. Next week's episode, we are going to answer those questions. So it could be any of your sales process, sales techniques, sales tech questions. We got you covered. And you are our special guest for next week's episode. And we're going to just take them on. The other thing is uh, we we actually have also gotten a lot of questions about how can you work with us individually or as a team? We've Mm. uh, we love presenting at your sales conferences, at your sales retreats, um, both individually or together as the Smarter Sales Show, do something a little fun and different and energetic. So if you've got something like that coming up and you would love to do a Smarter Sales Show for your team, Give us a shout. Hello at the smartersalesshow.com. Perfect. Perfect. Don't forget to download those free resources, as Merit just said. And you can find those in the show notes or you can find them in the attachment section if you're watching us on the Sales Experts channel. So I know, Merit, that I have a plan. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear that. So go work your plan. I'm Merit Khan. And I'm Julie Holmes. We'll see you next time on The Smarter Sales Show. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to The Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.